0: my name is JT Fox, the world's number one wealth and business coach, serial entrepreneur, and welcome to the very first The Powerful Business Show live in South Africa. We have over 700 people strong. We have actually people from all over the world here and we decided to start this podcast because so many podcasts out there, business shows, they are one sided. They're horizontal. They tell us things that, you know, work hard and they tell us the obvious. And I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I wanted to create something that I know that my clients could listen, that I could re listen. And it's basically how I would always wanted to be. Now, I had a radio show called The JT Fox Show for uh, a good seven years that was syndicated in the united states and in canada internationally syndicated and i stopped the radio show and now i have over 50 companies and brands i'm in 52 different countries we have clients in 87 and i'm a serial entrepreneur as well and i'm considered the world's number one wealth and business coach and as my co-host of this show one of the most powerful female i know uh, Francie Baldwin, also known as AKA the Pack, she is my CEO, 36-year-old powerful woman running all of my Empower Pack. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, and um, I'm really well, excited. Us.
0: I mean, how am I having you? We're co-hosting. How can We're, I have you for a co-host? Well, you could
1: have done it by yourself. You didn't uh, need a co-host. We, been, we both but, know you could have. But who's going to upload
0: it? Who's going to put right. it on there? Right. I'm could really
1: be. here to do all the the hard work Correct. and make you look good. Correct. And so and, thanks for choosing me to make you look good. So just so
0: you understand <laughs> the concept of this show. It's called The Powerful Business Show, and it's all sides of the truth, right? And there's nothing more powerful than the truth. And the idea is we take an issue and we show you both sides, we give you our take and we let the audience decide. Because I think there's the world of business and wealth and motivation and success is so one-sided to one. I want to expand all sides of the truth because I think it's very, very important. Full disclosure, I have no idea what the topics are. I did not prepare it, I had no idea. I literally said first one, you go, so that I can be on my tippy toes and hopefully I've, I've, I've read about it, I know about it, um, which I probably do, so, right? I don't know anything, full disclosure. Yeah,
1: um, you don't know anything going into this. I picked a bunch of topics that were either um, controversial business decisions, articles, things going on in the news, we're gonna kind of discuss them, what what we think each side of them and then uh move on to the next side. do you want to say briefly
0: about yourself is that, do you think that people care
1: because uh, they yourself. have to know all sides
0: of the truth they know my side what's your side
1: my side is i already my side i'm here to make you look good yeah i no, understand but it my yes my you know background. fantastic
0: i'm so impressed your your story is so inspirational pack as usual i'm
1: glad to, i'm just glad it, this here. is
0: like at work but now we brought this up on a podcast no honestly what's your story
1: So my story is, my background is I actually went to university for marketing and advertising, got my first job in marketing and advertising, spent my entire career working for companies like NBC Universal, Comcast, Hearst, um, Cumulus Broadcasting in media and advertising, specialized a lot in digital as that was becoming a big part of everyone expanding their brand. Then decided um, I wanted to be an entrepreneur and that is when we met, which was seven years ago and from then it became starting my own businesses then becoming part of your business doing marketing and well, development the truth.
0: i i i hired you because you were taking business away from me so it was cheaper to hire you for a lot of money than it was to be my competition as well so rule number one do not empower your people to steal your clients and not steal but take them. Well your clients no, that's away. the thing.
1: I that I I wasn't one of your people and I didn't steal your clients. You steal. I just started a business that would have been in competition.
0: Well, it was already or helping taking, your competition. It, it was basically helping of. my competition. Yes. So you
1: gave me you gave me two ultimatums. <laughs> a I could choose to continue doing that or stop doing that and come work for you. So we can all guess how that turned out because we're sitting here today. Okay,
0: so let's get it started.
1: Alright, first topic.
0: By the way, is the audience doing good? you guys excited? Yeah.
1: This was a thing. risk to do this live. Why? I mean, just, you know, because we can't really just say, oh, I let's start
0: over. No, but I did my whole presentation today. I didn't know what I was doing until I did it. So I this know, is... but
1: I'm just saying with this first one ever, we can't really be like, mm, re-erase, start over, rewind the tape. Hello. Exactly. <laughs> So the first topic we are going to talk about is a new company that actually just started and it is basically like Airbnb, but for storage. So kind of like um, instead of renting a room to sleep in or renting somebody's entire house, you can rent a closet in somebody's house. You can rent a part of somebody's closet in their house. You could, if they had a garage and they want extra storage space. So the company is actually doing really, really well. But there's also kind of the flip side of this of you're storing people's stuff in your house. Well I don't know if you know that, but
0: self-storage is there's actually more self-storage units in America than Starbucks, McDonald's, and Dunkin' Donuts, I believe, combined. Yes. So obviously it's a very big market. Um but the issue is so so the idea is the straight So on one side people are gonna take their stuff and say, I'd like to rent your garage to store some stuff rather than going so I'll to give a self-
1: you have a giant house in Fort Myers that you are never at, you could monetize it. Instead of letting people Airbnb it and rent it, you could monetize it by saying, I have an empty room or an empty closet. And you could literally rent out the closet space or your garage space for people to store whatever they need. So I'm going to go over
0: the negative first and then, uh, and then if you want to do the positives, here's the wrong negative. What if somebody stores something in my house? that I wouldn't want. Let's say drugs or illegal things. Exactly. And there's a raid or someone rats me out. It's kind of like the concept of the car, right? Whoever's driving the car is responsible on that. So one, I find it's a, it's a liability. And unlike self-storage, you don't really talk to anybody. now. you'd have to talk to the people. They're dropping it off. Can they come pick it up every time? Also, what if I want to have access to my stuff and the other people are not there? So is it a logistics nightmare To track all that, because it's not like, hey, here's the keys like an Airbnb, and you just walk into the house. So, um, I I see a a convenience factor that, as opposed to a self storage unit, you go in and then you have your code, you have your keys, yeah, like that. You have security issues as well. Um, But on the positive side of this, as well, is you know, people want to save money, and in theory, it sounds good until you hear the horror stories. And so, I think. This has the potential of being a very big business, um, but it's probably gonna take a few nightmare stories to really kill the brand. Uh, even though there's some nightmare, nightmare stories in Airbnb, like the concept is, it's, it's renting, it's, it's legitimate. Right. People wanna make that extra income. But then also in Airbnb, there's, there's, um, there's renting rooms and people let people live rooms. So. I don't know if I had to say, I I think I'm surprised no one had thought about this before. Um, But here's the big problem. And I'm just thinking about this as I'm thinking now, I actually think that Airbnb could very easily do that storage space, kind of like Amazon adding things. And if they see that they're taking market share, that this company can actually be, kind of overtaken and have direct competition by their database. So uh, as a concept, I think it's very easy for Airbnb. I think this company with this, like neighbor.com or something? Yeah, yeah neighbor.com, you're going to see a really, you know, I think people are going to take a way and see approach, but it's very easy to scale up for Airbnb, which then becomes, you know, trust factors in that.
1: I think their biggest market right now and what they've been targeting is college students. Cause you go to college or move into the dorms and you really don't have that much space. So that's kind of been the biggest market that they've had the biggest growth with uh,
0: so far. Like they did talk about revenues
1: and they, they did talk about revenues, which they've actually been doing. They're actually positive cash flow already, which I thought was,
0: But that's because they're lean and mean the minute they say. So, I
1: mean, I do think it's, it does the plus side. I think is it gives people opportunity, like with Airbnb or Uber to start a business and be able to make money by loaning out space, right. For people that want to make extra income, but you definitely, it's a huge liability because you don't know who's coming into your house. The market
0: is everybody wants to experience everything, but own nothing. And I think that's where the future is going. People want to be able to drive any car they want. You know, without actually owning them. Well, right, and that's
1: well, and that's um, so the access
0: app. economy. Well,
1: and that app is become is becoming bigger and bigger. Um, Toro in the U.S., where anyone can put their car on Toro, and it's basically instead of renting a car, you go onto this app, and there are luxury sports cars you can go literally drive for two or three days like a rental car and you basically go to the car and unlock it with the app and you can get a ferrari and drive it around for oh, three my days. my problem
0: with all of this you have uber who's losing billions of dollars who admit that they never make money in fact they're making the money and uber eats ironically um and so you have a lot of these companies not making money It sounds good, but it's all about the monetization. So you've heard both sides of the story. Do you think at home, for those who are listening right now, is it going to work? Would you, yourself, allow someone rent part of your garage or give some space? Would that make you feel uncomfortable and that's a very good, now I wouldn't let anybody use my home as an Airbnb. I've heard a lot of horror stories, but again, a lot of people use it and it works out as well. So uh, I think it really comes down to comfort level and preference. And also too, I mean, the economy's on fire right now, or it's on the way down. Um, But you know, if people want extra money, are they willing to put up that extra uh, aggravation to make extra money? So a lot of issues, you got both sides at home. You decide what do you think is right? What do you think? You like it or you don't like it?
1: I'm going to go with that. I don't like it. I wouldn't want strangers in my house. I don't want to go into a But as a business, you like it? I think it's risky because all it's going to take is one mass murderer going into somebody's house to store a box. But wouldn't a mass murderer go to Airbnb? Well, I'm not a big fan of Airbnb either.
0: Yeah. So, (laughs) so, you know, for me, I, I think it's a great idea. But in my back of my mind, if Airbnb comes, it could destroy the model as well. So it's a lot of interesting points on that. Let's move on to the next one. All
1: right, next topic is YouTube is actually discussing stopping serving any advertising to kids. So it'd be users under the age of 13. So this has become a big topic. Um, The important part of this is it could cost them around $50 million of revenue a year. So Google
0: Google makes like $18 billion a year, some insane money. 50 million is nothing. Also, here's the thing too. People can sign up to a YouTube account and actually not put their real age and get around that. And then they'll have plausible deniability on one side. I I think the marketing of the kids is not ideally right, but they're already doing it in cartoons. They're already doing it. I think this is, and on the other side, I mean, the world. The kids are already being advertised. You know, do you watch any shows no, yeah. on the car, uh, Cartoon Network? I think this is nothing more than Google. You know, a lot of pressure under Trump right now. Antitrust is trying to say we're doing something. I think is optic. I think fifty million is a drop. It's it's a pin drop for Google. That's fifty million is nothing. When you talk about billions, that's a different story. But fifty million, they'll find another way uh, to make money as well. But that'll be very interesting. Uh, these kids influencers do they become more valuable now or how can they monetize Like right. the a six years old think... playing with the toy and she's making I think there's a lady in, in Korea or something like that making um, what she would say six million dollars a year and because of her YouTube channel and she's like um, like six years old or something like that
1: well that's what I think I think there's gonna be a shift if they can't place the ads in to those viewers they're gonna have to find those kid influencers which. Crazy enough, there are a ton of two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight-year-olds with millions of followers on social media, where it really is about product placement. So I think it could, you know, fifty million is nothing to Google, but that well, fifty million that could probably on, go. Speaking to, of, that, you
0: follow me on JT Fox two X's double X on social media, um, I am over the age of thirteen, so uh, quite normal. Will
1: you me. endorse products? Um, Is this a shameless plug for no, follow I, I mean, you actually, and will endorse products?
0: Yeah, I, I've never been. Uh, <laughs> I've never been the fan of, uh, of you know. I don't Who knows?
1: Know on next week's podcast, we may be get we may kid, be testing closer. testing uh, different products out. Um, so overall, you think
0: good
1: move removing the advertising to kids uh, or I, th- bad I think moves? in this
0: situation, it's a good move for them to show, look, we did something. It's about the optics. It, it's about the optics. And that's why I say, I don't know what people at home believe it uh, you know, matters or not. I mean, they'll get the advertise somewhere else. And I think we live in a world mm-hmm. where... We, we get exposed to over 3,000 marketing messages a day, so I don't think that's gonna change anything. Uh, but also too, they might go on Snapchat now, where are they gonna stop marketing and making the ads or disappear? On or on, on Facebook or Instagram. Or on Facebook or Instagram, anything like that. Again, I think this is just optics. Uh, it'll come back.
1: Okay, um, topic three, moving on to topic three original content is becoming a huge thing. Apple is actually looking at starting their own original content and they are actually now the biggest spenders in the game with spending 150 million per season, two seasons guaranteed. So 300 million for one series with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. Now here's what I want to talk about with Netflix, um, Amazon, Hulu. and Hulu. They were kind of the starters to the game. But now you have Apple getting into the game. You have Disney getting HBO into the game. Has their own thing. So ESPN now has their is own really the online streaming going to become the next cable where you really just have I, all I these think it's online already there. platforms. I think it's already
0: there. I think the bigger problem is you have Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, and now Apple all competing against show. Uh, and then you got movie studios and the problem is that it used to be i have cable and then i want to get all like i want to get rid of cable because i'm going to get a couple of things and now you have like eight or nine different channels it, some people are spending more for their shows individually on the app right?
1: to get every app by the season of the a cable, show right
0: uh, that is on the, on the cable so i think people are getting fatigue in that point um and i think what happens is that this is great for the movie business i invest in the movie business Um, because Netflix and Apple and Amazon are driving the price up and what happens is if you take a look at what made Netflix, what it does was house of cards and orange is the new black. And what happens is you need a draw, you need an anchor. The advantage that Apple has, and that's why they've been able to ramp up Apple music tremendously in the last three years is it's already on the platform. So it's in the ecosystem, so it's just like an add-on. And what Apple will probably do is three months free, it's what they, did with, they still do with Apple Music, right. right? And you got three months free, it's all on your phone. Spotify, you have to download the thing. So Apple has the ecosystem, which has a major advantage. But They're 300 also-
1: 300 million for one show?
0: Yeah, but it's, it's a drop in the bucket because it's same thing with Amazon. If you really take a look at Amazon's model, you pay for Prime they lose money with the shows and or the free storage and the music you get with it. The idea is we want you by giving prime, you get two day shipping. People who uh, buy prime okay, are more likely, four times more likely to buy on Amazon than those who are not. And that's what it is. That's what we call in the business world, the loss leader. The problem is Apple says, you know what? Hopefully, I don't think it's a moneymaker for Apple. I think it's just about attracting more users, monetizing
1: their... Is it attracting more or is it not losing the users? I, I, but I don't think... Because Apple, Apple already has the user, right? You already have... App, if I'm Apple, I already have the users. So this is like, why do we feel like Apple, we need to compete in this space? Because I already have people... Buy, you're not going to buy an iPhone just because you want to watch this show.
0: I, I do think on the negative side of all this, I think Apple is very late to the party. And it's going to be, have to be one damn great show for people to do that. And will it be available on like iTunes, let's say, which is not really iTunes anymore, Apple TV separately, where people are just going right. to buy. I think that's one of the disadvantage. Apple is trying to not make it obscene or trying to be very family friendly, which is very interesting. You know, Netflix, you got all kinds of, I mean, really take a look at Netflix. It's all drug shows, Escobar, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? El Chapo, you know what I mean? Like if I ran a drug business, watch. Like Netflix, I would be such a good drug dealer. What would happen is I'd be the boss. And, is is and Netflix have, for
1: the drug business like Millionaire Flix for the actual? Yeah, yeah, business? Yeah, that was the actual
0: business. But <laughs> like, I would be such a good drug dealer. Like, what happens is I would only talk to you, and then you would go and talk to everybody oh, else.
1: Would yeah. I have to kill all the people?
0: I mean, I don't. I don't. You know don't nothing. know. You know nothing. I don't know nothing don't, about, know about nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know nothing about nothing, but I would be really good. I'd, I'd brand the product, right? I mean I, I, would, I mean, I would know how to create distribution. I'd have different levels of drugs. Like, I would literally have, one, no, no, I really would. Like, check this out. I'd have 100% pure, like, non-cut-up. And then I'd have, a, like, 50-50 mix. No, I then, think
1: you do, like, a 75%.
0: Listen, this is my drug, drug vision. Opinion.
1: But I'm not supporting drug the vision. drug vision. <laughs> no,
0: you're, you're going out implementing my drug vision. No, but really, and then I would have, like, the, the cheapest, and by the way, they've never done that in the drug level. It's, all the drug dealers are, like, either cut the thing, and there would be a demand for 100% pure, so it would be, like, a three level, no different than business class, economy plus, economy. Um, you know, I got it all figured out, man. You said you would then brand I would, it, then so I what would, would be the I would, branding? Then I, would transfer it on South, then I would transport it on South African Airways because they don't check. They're like, ah, you know <laughs> what No, yeah. they
1: spend the whole time arguing with one person to about wreck, putting yeah. their bag on the plane and they miss all the other bags going by. Correct. Yes, a
0: straight flight to New York and Washington, D.C. I'd have the whole thing. I would be really, really good at it. Um, but the odds of spending 20, 30 years in jail is just not worth it. Uh, that's, why Risk you have, reward. that's why you would have to do the time for me. Uh, <laughs> so that would be a great idea. The only thing is you couldn't be a rat um, because that would just be very no, devastating. I think I
1: would set someone else up.
0: But but, yeah, but the problem is that because... I mean, no, I got the deal, perfect
1: person I would set up and okay,
0: send. Perfect. So the point is with Apple, I think they're late to the game. But to them, Apple, when you have a company that makes as much money as them, it's just really they can afford to build more of an ecosystem. Because Apple is not making much money as much with the iPhone anymore. I know there's one launching soon again. I'll probably buy it. But the only differentiation of purpose now is the camera phone unless someone pops out of the phone or there's something really unique about it. So it's all about services. It's all about the music, the TVs, the show. The more of an ecosystem, the more people will buy. Um, so it's very Disney's coming out with their own platform yep. now coming up in, no, uh, in November. all the Disney show and they have a good you know they have Marvel, they have Star Wars, um, and then they have all the Disney movies, Pixar. Um, I think Disney's the one to watch. but again, it's just another channel another well, eight. That's point at
1: some point, the five, six, seven, eight, nine dollars per thing per month it, ad- it all adds up.
0: It all adds up, yeah, it all adds up. And I, I actually pay for the extra not to have the ads. So I actually pay... Oh, I haven't done that yet. Uh, I, 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 I'm cheap. That's too I, much. I, that, I spend the extra $3. Yeah, no, you know, I am not Because what they do is... Like on Hulu, is was like the same commercial over and over. And then I was like, that's the product I never want to buy because I get everybody I did, it, showing they me. They
1: definitely their advertising, marketing, whatever that department, it does not do a good job on selling. Cause yeah. they, there should be so many more advertisers. It shouldn't, you're right. It's the same ad and you'll see it for an entire series of shows. Yeah. And so the question for
0: the home of the audience is that, do you think Apple is too late to the party? And, or, or does it really matter when you make like, you know, for, you know, 40, 50 billion, you've got 300 million billion in cash stored away. Does it really matter to be losing, but Disney expects to lose money. And it's a big risk on Disney. Cause they were making a lot of money. Selling their channel to cable, uh, same thing. You know, so We're selling
1: their contents to Netflix. Correct, and I, and
0: I think they're just seeing that the future is cable will probably go away. So it's very, very interesting.
1: Yeah. All right, top- Are you guys liking the show? Yes. All right, topic number four: um, Jeffrey Epstein. You can't read a newspaper, look at an app without his name coming up. What I specifically want to talk about is how, since he committed suicide in prison how every single person he seems to have ever talked to, had a meeting with, um, had a lunch with, flew on his plane, any, you know, three, four, five, six steps removed, um, there's an article being written about, they're being mentioned somewhere, and do you think it's fair that every single person he basically ever talked to in his life is being brought into this, or do you think it's too much.
0: Well, there's two sides to this. Number one, the man uh, was convicted um, a few years back, four, five, six years or whatever that is, and there are people who are still associating with him. But then, is the theory of he did his time, and then there should be forgiveness as well. Um, it was a very lenient sentence. Is something that obviously what great lawyers do—gets you off on there. But on the other side, and I don't think it's fair. Um, on the other side, because you know when. President Trump was running for president, Tom Brady, the football player, you know, golf with him, you know, four or five years ago. And all of a sudden, because you golf with a person four or five years ago, you're guilty association for life. Um, I think it wouldn't matter if we live in an economy where there's nothing to talk about. It's really slow in the news cycle. Now they talk about hurricanes because that's what's in the news. But other than that, every day to talk about that, President Clinton, President this, I think the best thing that ever happened for these people is that he definitely um, that he committed suicide because I mean, people had to know, I mean, with everything that's coming out, I mean, I, I, I just, I think that because he had a lot of money that people forget. Um, but the problem is that we live in a society now we're guilty by accusations. So if you're around him, you're guilty or you must've had a massage from that as well. Now you have victims after he died said, yes, he did that. And apparently some of them are not true or they're trying to get money off the estate. The problem we live in a society, especially in America, where The victims, the true victims are getting drawn out by people who have gone and done fake accusations and people who attack. And this is all inflamed by the media, you know, and I think it's very hard. And you know, what if you just met someone or like, I take pictures of everybody, I'll take pictures at the end of the day. What happens if someone does something bad on here and they take my picture and they post it, you know? And and I think that's the problem with being a celebrity and being uh, an importance. But if you really think about it, it's all powerful people. You know what i mean obviously there's a lot of people pedophiles in the united states of america and the only people here are priests and epstein you know but how many other people are not getting that exposure right they to get exposure because he was rich and who he knows and i think at the end of the day i think we have to understand that people are innocent until proven guilty uh, and it doesn't mean someone gets sued that they're guilty in america anybody can sue anybody for anything right you can allege anything and a lot of times you think it get dismissed, but people just keep talking about the initial allegation. And the problem is that I know president Clinton is being targeted, even, you know, in 2002, president Trump and Melania took a picture with him. And all of a sudden they keep talking about it, I keep showing, and it just inflames the situation. And if you don't like that individual, you're like, aha. And if you, if you do like that individual, uh, it's fake news. And if you're in the middle, you're so confused. Um, so I don't think personally, that it doesn't mean that. Now, if they committed a crime and it's been proven, then yes, but let's prove it before we attack. Um, But now the problem is that the minute it comes out, the mere suggestion. Right.
1: Well, that's the thing. I think the media is trying to make everyone guilty by association and they were even talking about Business deals, like business deals he was trying to do were um, a couple people that got together, which unfortunately Harvey Weinstein happened to be one of them, but then somebody that I actually know was part of that potential to buy um, one of the newspapers in New York at one point. So then everyone that was part of that, they're saying, oh, you must have been involved in this, and I think it's just this automatic guilt by association listen, instead what, of guilt we're, by proof. We're,
0: we're all over the world. This, this happens in America. I don't see it happen in Australia. I don't see it happening in Europe. I don't see it happen... Um, in a lot of places around the world. I think in America, we hide behind the freedom of speech and then say, whoops, I didn't know, or I have a source without proving the source.
1: And you think we also, in our society, it's worse because we allow the media to perpetuate everything.
0: Nobody stops the media. But I don't know if people trust the media anymore. I think the media is not necessarily accountable to anybody. I don't think the media cares, to be honest with you. I mean, you saw the attack on Tony Robbins. Uh, people would not like them, see, I knew it all along, people who are a supporter. I, I think we don't like, if we like or don't like something, we don't stand back and say, okay, I don't like President Clinton, let's say, okay? Now let's take a look at the facts. You know, chances are Bill Clinton is with Secret Service all the time, would have been with Secret Service all the time. Like, take a look at the facts. I may not like President Clinton, let's say, but I don't think just because he knew Epstein that makes him a bad guy or that he slept with a woman or that he's a pedophile. And I think that's the problem. So even if I don't like him, I don't just say, aha, I knew it. Vice versa with Trump proof. as well. There has to be proof. And I think I don't let, I don't let my, my emotions get into the way. I look at all sides. Okay, yes, the optics look bad. Obviously, you knew the guy, you know what I mean? Clearly, you know, you, you're, if you're friends with the guy, conversations like that, you know, are you blind to it? But then is it your responsibility to say something or associate with them? There's... Moral, there's business, there's dilemma. At the end of the day, also, people who are listening at home, if you're not famous and you're an average person, you know, you probably have a different person than you are celebrity, powerful people. I think in this particular topic, there is so many different sides to it. But I think the position I take is we cannot make people guilty by accus- uh, accusations. I think they're innocent until there is proof. And then once we have the proof, then we can judge, but until then, I don't think it's fair for anybody to be roped into that as well. If the evidence comes out, I'm all for it, but it hasn't come out.
1: Right, all right, next topic. So Facebook, obviously under a lot of scrutiny all the time for different things. Um, This I thought was very interesting, Facebook Marketplace, which I know you're familiar with, or hopefully familiar with, people have actually been getting away with selling guns via Facebook Marketplace. And the scam that people are actually running on Facebook Marketplace is they're advertising gun cases, like a gun case for certain types of guns or rifles, but they're at a really, really high price. And you're buying the gun case, but it's actually coming with a gun. So this has become something that is an issue on Facebook. Facebook (coughs) is yet to actually shut it down. Um, I personally think Facebook, Why are we even selling gun cases? We shouldn't be selling anything that has anything to do with weaponry, period. Um, If you know this is happening and it's being discussed, why even continue to allow the sale of anything in that realm?
0: I mean, obviously guns in America are a big market, the second amendment. I think if Facebook ban the sale of let 's say gun cases or anything of that sort, people would assume automatically that they are liberal and uh, anti red state and I think that 's a decision that they 're trying to to not appear that they are liberal and anti guns and anti everything well, like, so, how
1: do you, how do you monitor and manage that but, but
0: then on the other side, look at amazon there 's uh, The Wall Street Journal did a survey, and four thousand Uh, products are sold on Amazon right now that are unsafe, okay? So obviously now, now this was brought up, now there's a community to investigate. You know it's hard to be the police on these marketplaces i mean there's a lot of fake goods i know you're a big fan of fake goods when you go overseas right? i like
1: the negotiation the it's ne- all about the negotiation what is all the
0: fake stuff you buy the, the fake purses for like when you start negotiating with the cameroons and the nigerians <laughs> seriously they were from there i'm not dying for you no that's
1: a true story that's a true, true story.
0: story it's actually we have it recorded
1: they sit in my closet
0: and he just likes it. what if you get raided like what if like someone stored a box and then they raided your place. And because they we're doing and then, self-storage? No, I, and they're like... You, so you're
1: going to rent self-storage, store your no, no, drugs in my apartment and fake good, And then they going to get you and, then for then get rated. and drugs as well. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Frame the pack. Got it. Hashtag.
1: And then who's going to run your business?
0: Good point. Unframe the pack. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think, of course, I think once it's isolated, I think then you fix the loophole. But I think to say to ban the guns... Um, the gun cases. Uh, obviously, once you find out people are pulling in a scam, then you tighten up the loophole. And do they, you think
1: Facebook should be doing more monitoring across the board? I mean, I think or do trying, you but think they but have two it alone. billion
0: users. I mean, you know, we have a problem in, in Facebook. we got haters. Sure. They put the, the stupidest thing on there. You know, I got compared to the worst things. It's it's fake. It's it's manipulation. And then we do something, and sometimes you report it, and they're like taken down. Sometimes they say it doesn't. It doesn't go against the standard but it's the same picture so two weeks ago you took it down and the other and i think the problem is that everything is managed by bots and ai not real people and when how many, how many items there are in the marketplace is probably in the millions. Hard to monitor everything. I don't know if you know that, but I think Facebook hires like 30,000 people in Arizona. All they do is they review posts, so it's not even really Facebook. All that stuff is outsourced. Right. The system's imperfect. It's impossible And it's
1: mostly, like you said, bots yeah. and AI doing so, it. So, I mean, round. obviously,
0: if you're not in favor of guns, you're not going to say, I personally don't like guns. I respect the Second Amendment. I don't know why people need a machine gun. I don't know why we raise the age to 25 years old for people who have guns, uh, because a lot of the mass murders in America are from twenty one-year-old people uh, that clearly have mental issues, but I think the gun people are afraid if we give in to this, they're going to give in to others, so it's all politics. And the problem is that we're not doing what's best for the American people or the people around the world, um, we're doing what's best for, um, for, you know, political reasons. But again, you know, you, can, you know, New Zealand doesn't really have a lot of guns and some white guy comes in and kills 50 Muslims right. and they now banned assault rifles as well. Uh, so it's all politics, and the problem is that it's not what's right for the people, you know. Um, but then there are people that are responsible with guns.
1: Absolutely. And, and so
0: they're being penalized. Like we have to take off our shoes in America because some right. some a hole on a plane trying to blow up a plane with his shoes. So or you know so liquids, right? now I Get, a, I I get a, a water for a dollar, and then I go across security. It's four dollars. that's a scam. That's, that's a, a scam. scam right there.
1: But I do think from when I look at Facebook from their business model perspective, I can't advertise any of those things. I can't advertise weapons, I can't advertise tobacco, I can't advertise um, anything in the dating relationship realm, I can't advertise investment. That's good because that I means can't... you'll never
0: find yourself a man. Correct.
1: So you can't advertise any of those things, but yet you're letting people sell it on the marketplace. So like I think it should be the they, same they policy will, across the board. If there's
0: a loophole, they'll close it at the end of the day. It it more becomes about if you don't like guns, you don't want to be sold. And if you like guns, you want to. All
1: right. Next topic. Um, Boeing, the 737 MAX 8. Boeing has actually been continuing production, and they have recently just refiled for the planes to be recertified as safe. But according to the article, have not changed anything on the planes. Thoughts?
0: Well, it wasn't the plane that was issued. It was the software that was issued with the plane but as they well. But have, they
1: haven't updated or changed it, and they've continued production.
0: Well, because it's all about the software updating. So it's like, it's like a, if your Tesla is malfunctioning, they upload the software. I mean, this is a disaster. Someone dropped the ball. There was whistleblowers on there. People died in Indonesia. That's where it first started. They denied it was. And then it happened in Somalia. At first, they denied, and then we found out that it was a flaw in the Boeing and it's it's very unfortunate. People lost their lives. I fly almost every day somewhere in the world. Um, there's you know, and I think Boeing has gotten off easy, um, but they're being definitely hurt by all this. It keeps being delayed. I think it's now disrupted travel. I think it's been very good for Airbus, the competitors, and I think that's I think a very big lesson there is transparency. If there's a problem, you need to be transparent with your customers. I don't think you can deny it. I think you just admit there's a problem. But in America, admitting a problem means you're going to get sued. So, this situation in business called lose, 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 lose. So, I think they're producing the planes. The planes, not the issues, the software. I think once they have a software that is deemed acceptable by the FAA, then what they're going to do is they're going to say, okay, shut it down. But as a business, Uh, Boeing has done a lot of damages and a lot of times when you see Boeing say we just sold 140 planes It's not really 140 planes. There's a lot of like Loopholes and things like that, but for the first time ever Mm -hmm. they have not sold but they haven't made it But they haven't sold any max new planes. They're just fulfilling all orders. So
1: well, they're all technically still grounded and being held at Boeing facilities, right, but they're just continuing production and um, there's been a little bit of concern with Family members that work for Boeing that are supposed to then pilot these planes to wherever they're supposed to go I don't think that that they they that's going to be an
0: issue. I'm, I'm not a pilot or anything. I've talked to a few pilots about it. At the end of the day, it's a software thing. Now it's very political, and now people are going to watch with a fine-tuned comb. And um, and I think at the end of the people—I mean—you have more chance of dying of a, of a lightning strike than you actually do on an airplane now. So um, it's a very unfortunate, you know, but. It, to take a look at it, the training, and some people took it off, I mean, it's it, there's a wide list of people, but at the end of the day, I, I can't imagine being on a plane flying and something happened like that. It's just some of the worst thing that could ever happen, and I hope these families do get a lot of money, because Boeing did mess up on that as well, and they admit a mistake, but on a PR campaign, really think about it, I mean... Remember when the Samsung used to blow up? Every plane would be like, don't turn on your Samsung. Yep. If you have a Samsung, you will die. We will all die. Don't. It's going to burn up in air. Like, For like eight months, they would do that. Uh, and Boeing hasn't really, people kind of know about it. Not, it hasn't been, I'm sure it's been devastating, but it has not been a brand killer.
1: No, I don't think so. But I think the biggest reason it wasn't a brand killer is because all the airlines within 24 hours took all of those planes out of, Service. Yeah, but I,
0: I think if it had happened in America, it'd be a different story. Oh, for sure. I think the fact that it happened in Somalia and Indonesia, most people can't tell you where Somalia is in Africa, or let alone where Indonesia is other than Bali. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it, it's like a double standard, you know what I mean? There's yeah. different things. Okay,
1: next topic. Oh, I'm almost done with the show. Uh, minutes? About 13 more 13 minutes. 13 more minutes. Um, we have a few more topics. Just
0: in case people are listening, they, they can't like, stop. They have to go to the bathroom
1: no but they can listen they can hit pause though can they yes okay they can pause so then they can go to the bathroom or technically it would be on their mobile device Got it. if they want they get to they can take it with them um, all right we work hello recently valued at over ten billion dollars we were the co-working office space um, I found this interesting because it's one of the first Companies that's valued in the billions that Wall Street analysts are actually calling BS on the valuation of this company. Um, the The valuation they're saying has come up not only from members but real estate, um, which they're call- the analysts are calling BS on because a lot of the re- real estate is not owned; it's leased, so you can't really have value in that. And the memberships are a lot weaker than what they're claiming. So. What I think was the interesting part, we have all these companies being valued in billions that are losing money. And then this is the first one that analysts are actually saying, no, it's, it can't be valued. Well, there's that two much. sides to this.
0: Number one, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but WeWork loses $222,000 an hour. An hour. 200, something like that. 200, over 220000 an hour. Um, and as a business model, it makes no sense. But the fact, but on the other side, people do not buy on what it's worth. They buy on potential now. And Tesla loses money or merely measly profit. And they're more valuable than any of the American car companies that make billions. We become a society where we invest in billions and it's go big or go bust. So from a... Uh, a point, nobody thought Amazon would be the way it is today. Nobody thought Facebook would be the way it is today. Nobody thought Google's be the way it is. But for every Amazon, Google, and Facebook, there's millions of companies that lose money as well. The problem is that because they don't own the real estate, and I'm sure some of the buildings they own, but entirely right. not, um, if there's a market crash, the first thing people do is they're going to cut these WeWorks and go back.
1: Well, that's what they're uh, saying. The, a lot of the buildings they don't own, but they're on five, 10, 15 year leases. Was... So if all the people are like, screw it, I don't need an office anymore. They're still tied I think if to there's, their there's their ever lease. downturn
0: in the market, they're 100% screwed because people will cut their three, four, five hundred thousand $500,000 a month and go in their house first to save the money and conserve. It's very, very dangerous. They'll burn through crash. I think this company flames out. I may be wrong. Uh, but also too, it's easy to duplicate against somebody else that goes in there. But again, people keep dumping money. I know some of the big hedge funds or private equities are investing in it too as well. And um, I guess a lot of people said that about Facebook when it came up with a stock price of, of, I think it was like 48, then it dropped to like 28 and then 21 and people thought it was the end of the world. Look where Facebook is, look where Google is, look where Apple is as well. So. Um, I've always been about sure things. I don't understand how Uber is that big and doesn't make money and how they're not more profitable. But I don't think people care about profit, they care about potential. So at the end of the day, the audience of the question is, would you put your money, um, put some risk of money because if it pops, you're going to make a lot of money or you're going to lose it all. I do cryptocurrency as well. I think I look at WeWork and the same thing in cryptocurrency. You're either going to make more money than you've ever dreamed of or you're going to lose it all. And that's how you got to take a look at it.
1: All right next topic um disney recently had a whistleblower that went to the sec claiming that they disney is cooking the books as much as six billion a year in inflated revenues now Disney saying that this was a disgruntled former employee and um it's kind of two sides right Disney saying this was a disgruntled former employee this former employee Um, is making obviously some pretty serious claims and saying that what a lot of Disney was doing is double, triple, and quadruple booking revenue. So if you bought a ticket to a Disney park, they would actually said instead of just the 125, they had glitches in software so that ticket would actually count as four tickets. And Disney knew that this was happening, but it was inflating revenue, which then, you know, stock shareholders and everyone's obviously going to be happy or is this really just somebody in Disney that was pissed off and wants to get back?
0: Well, we've had pissed off people, as you know, yep. uh, we're dealing in a situation where this, this woman that, uh, was on, uh, that was in our office and, and went on maternity leave, which we did. And then we, when we took over the company she wasn't a good fit when well, you took over a CEO and she starts saying that we didn't give her maternity time, which clearly we did. Um, and now alleging she worked overtime, which clearly she didn't because some of the time she was working from home. So the disgruntled people will say anything and everything. Uh, the same thing was said about Tesla and about Elon Musk. And at the end of the day, um, I, 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 I mean, here's the thing. We don't know the facts, all the facts and the people. But in my experience running businesses, coaching a lot of people, you know, we, you know, we coach all over the world. A lot of disgruntled people will say anything and everything. I also like to see the terms. Did they get fired and then they said that? Or did they... No,
1: apparently they had been trying to um, contact the SEC for years while still employed. And then um, ended up... Getting fired. I don't know if it was fired because they found out they were trying to contact but here's SEC, how the world or works. if
0: it wasn't. If, if, if they're guilty, they'll write a check, say, whoops, I'm sorry. Disney's not going anywhere. They own ABC. They own everything. Oh, definitely and they're having. they're actually doing record numbers and their stock is high. So at the end of the day, I think on one side, disgruntled employees will say anything and everything. I think the point, like the show, there's always two sides to the story and then there's the truth people that are listening here, have you ever been in a situation where your boss did something wrong and then you said something and you weren't able to get it? And on the other side, have you ever been an owner where your employee alleged something, right? We have a client where um, their, their employee called the FBI on him and they got raided by the FBI and they're great people and he was doing the wrong things and he ratted them out even though he was doing. And, and, and that's why my gut opinion, just imagine being raided by the FBI. Um, I feel so bad for them because they're great people. I know because I coach them and he was doing wrong things and then ratted out on them. And they're the ones who suffered the brunt of it.
1: Well, that's the thing. I think when an employee is pissed off, they will stop at nothing. Because think about it. At this point, if you were the employee working at the company, you don't have your job anymore. What do you have to lose at this point? Nothing correct so you're a lot more dangerous and will take a lot more risk because you have literally nothing to lose and that's when people will do the craziest things
0: we got six minutes left first ever podcast and over and also too it's very sentimental here this is after six and a half years coming to south africa this is going to be my last event so it's farewell and to do this radio show live and the last thing i do in south africa is something that forever will live in legacy, great country here, great people, everyone here listening should go visit, they have, are just some of the most friendliest people, people say it's a third world country, let me tell you something, it's more advanced than some of the other countries I have, uh, it may be by numbers and GDP of third world country, but it's got first world people, very nice, great places to visit, and uh, amazing hearts, and so I fell in love with this country when I came six and a half years ago, and um, you know, they're always going to be in my heart, and it's always going to be my second home. In fact, in some cases, they were more accepting than where I initially grew up in Canada. So South Africa made me the person I am today, and I will never forget what it did for me. And for the rest of my life, it will uh, be something that I carry forever. So thank you, everyone here.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: Inside Joe, for those of you who are listening, if that's why I say it, just in case you're like, he's crazy, there's a madness to what I do.
1: Well, no, everyone will be saying it now.
0: Yeah, everybody's going to say, hello. <laughs> that should be the name of the podcast. Hello.
1: How would you spell that? Hello. But I feel like there's extra letters in there somewhere. No. no. It's all about
0: your enthusiasm.
1: Oh, okay. Got it. You okay. want to
0: say it? Say it. Say it for the people. Say it for the people.
1: Uh, why, do you, why do you do this to me? Hello. <laughs> I don't do it as good as you do it.
0: You sound like, you know what I mean? It sounded like you were like, like special when you said it. Like, I am special. I know you are I'm special. I'm very special. Yeah. yeah,
1: okay. All right, last topic last
0: for the podcast. Topic. Last one. Um, all right. How's the radio show? So How's the show so good? Is it good? Are we doing a good job?
1: Are we doing a good job? Yeah! yeah. They didn't fall asleep. They're not sleeping, so I feel like that's a plus. Yeah,
0: they wouldn't tell us like, "No, you suck." Hello, <laughs> like I wouldn't expect them to like say that we yeah, very good. That's Nobody's
1: fine. thrown anything, so that's good.
0: No, we haven't talked about like Zuma or no or like all the South African issue. By the way, if I was a South African show, I could do just as well as I do in the U.S.
1: Oh, of course you could. All right, last topic. Um, Walmart is suing Tesla. Um over solar panels on seven of their stores that have caught on fire. So Tesla is also in the solar business. There are 240 Walmarts that have um solar panels. And seven installed, caught on fire, correct? Seven caught on fire of two hundred and forty. So now Walmart is suing Tesla for damages for the cost of installation, the cost of removing all the solar panels, and when this hit the news, Tesla's stock price actually dropped five percent.
0: So what do you want me to talk
1: about? So Do you think Walmart's overreacting in suing Tesla? Do you think they should have sued Tesla? They're going to
0: sue. They're going to settle. They're either going to refund them the money. This 98% of lawsuits in America get settled. Uh, And by the way, there was probably some negotiations prior. And I
1: agree, but Elon Musk doesn't always do what we think or people think he should do. He's a little bit of a renegade sometimes, right? Yeah, but also
0: to cost of business. I mean, at the end of the day, they'll look at the cost of benefit of how much is litigation and they'll probably say, we'll repair, we'll do the fix. This thing is gonna get settled.
1: And they, all, they well, so Walmart also is canceling, had pre-ordered 45 electric powered Tesla trucks Ooh. and is canceling that order as well.
0: Ooh. So now there might be some countersuits on whether or not they can, can uh, cancel that can or cancel not. That. Unless they just put a deposit because the truck is not even built as well, let me tell you something. Walmart didn't just sue; there were conversations between the lawyers before to try to resolve this thing. And Musk probably said, "F you, I'm not giving you anything, right?" Or something like well, that. Well,
1: that's why I'm saying. Do you really think that they're yeah, going but, to turn but, around and but and oh, But
0: look at this. Okay, look at Musk. He said, "Screw you" at the SEC, right? And he ended up settling later. This will be settled because right. it's not worth it. I don't None think- of the
1: stores closed down. None of them were that severely damaged. But listen,
0: from Walmart, you pay for a product and it didn't deliver. It didn't deliver. So either fix it, get it right. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily. That's just business. And
1: Well, do you think Tesla should have just said, no problem, we'll remove the solar panels? Yeah,
0: but, but also too, like in litigation, this is what the media tells us. They're probably reading off of what Walmart says. Tesla probably has their version in counterclaims, we'll see. And once we have both sides of the truth, and I think this is an example, what we're reading and reporting is what was in Walmart's side. We're not Absolutely, reporting about... Tesla
1: hasn't commented correct. on this.
0: Correct. Well, but in the, in the pleadings, and the counter pleadings, Tesla will be, here's what we did, here's what we warned them, or they did not do what we tell them to do. And I think that is why the purpose of this show is not to jump to conclusions and just talk about one side, we need to see what did Tesla say? What is their side of the opinion so that we can stop making decisions on one side? For example, when you watch documentaries on site, if you watch a document about global warming, you can make it seem like the end of the world is coming like in the next five years. And then you could do a documentary that says it's all BS as well because the idea is to not show all the side, to taint it to one side so that we agree, like Make Him the Murderer, uh, that show on Netflix. I watched it, I'm like, that guy's innocent. And then I sat on the plane next to the prosecutors, like, here's what they didn't tell you. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. And that's why I'm sick and tired. That's why this podcast is here, because we're not getting all the facts. There's always two sides, then there's the truth, then there's the powerful talking about this truth. Boom, hello.
1: (laughs) Hello. All right, and that was the last topic that I wanted to So,
0: we're going to end the show. You don't even know how to end it. I wanted to give you your final thoughts. I'll give my final thoughts. But I kind of give my final thoughts, but I can go again.
1: (laughs) All right. My final thoughts are I think that there is a lot of interesting stuff in the news, and I think that... That is so... No. I think that you're exactly right. We only get the side that's gonna be the headline that's sexy, that makes people wanna read the story. And if they really put everything out there and all of the truth and both sides, that nobody would wanna read it because it would be boring. So they've gotta do what's gonna sell and what's gonna make people want to read it because at the end of the day, that's how they make money. And they're massive businesses in and of themselves. So I think that our first show went pretty well. Yes, you know pretty
0: well. Well, same time, same place next week. I'm just saying that because I just said my radio show. (laughs) I I I haven't really really found as well. I could maybe end it like I said my radio show. Success is not a matter of chance, it's a matter of choice. And I will end this with this final thought on our first show and a continuation of hopefully exposing, going deep, and maybe next time we can actually go over some wealth context, I'm just not report on the news, but actually go over some, some, some marketing, some branding, some business growth strategies. so we can talk about that, mixing up. You're entitled to your own opinions, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Bottom line, get every side, then make a decision. Whether you like the person, don't like the deal, don't like the company, let's stop swaying our opinions to the side that we like. Because at the end of the day, it makes us uninformed. It creates wars, lawsuit, misinformation in a world of fake news. This is about getting the truth here, and you're always going to get the truth. South Africa, thank you very much. You guys were amazing. That's it.